Six Foot Plus, a program of music and more for those who like it spooky. Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office, found online at sixfootplus.com. Why, it's the hideously deformed podcast of superhuman size and strength. It's Six Foot Plus, a show of music and more for those who like it spooky. New episodes pop up Fridays over at SixFootPlus.com, on iTunes, and on smartphone apps. Subscribe if you can to Six Foot Plus, and if you want to support this show, please leave a rating, write a review, but most of all, recommend Six Foot Plus to all your friends. If you want to stay on top of all things Six Foot Plus, subscribe to The Dispatch, the official Six Foot Plus newsletter. You can sign up over at sixfootplus.com. If you want to connect in other ways, there's facebook.com slash sixfootplus, at sixfootpluspodcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at Six Foot Plus, the number six F-T-P-L-U-S. It's a traumatized episode this time around, and I'm your radioactive host of this kabuki show of terror firmer, the Cretan by the name Strange Jason. Hello. We have an interview with Zach Amico, filmmaker, comic, and star of the movie Return to Nukem High from Troma Entertainment. March 18th is the official release date of Return to Nukem High Volume 1 on DVD and Radioactive Blu-ray. Is it Green Ray? I don't know. And since 2014 marks the 40th anniversary of Troma Entertainment, we're taking this week to play some Traumatastic music, along with some of the creepy selections you've come to expect here at Six Foot Plus. Music from The Curse of the Black Tongue, The Griswolds, Calamari Safari, The Loose Nuts, and much more. We've got Monster Matt Patterson, who appears in Return to Newcomb High, and he appears here with another Monster Matt Minute. If you needed a quick catch-up to the first class of Newcomb High, well, you got it at the start of this episode thanks to Bad Hormones, Class of Newcomb High. Class of Newcomb High may not have set box office records, but it found success on the video store shelves with the boom of the home rental market. Yes, kids, before Netflix, before Hulu, there was something called video rental stores. If you're lucky, you can still find some of these endangered species out in the wild, but only if you're clever enough. But once, back in the 80s, Blockbusters and Hollywood videos and even independent mom-and-pop stores ran free across this land, and they needed movies to stock the shelves. That's where you could find the selections from studios like Full Moon Entertainment and Troma, Class of Newcomb High, The Toxic Adventure, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, all staring back at you. All these movies inviting you to think of just how life could be like in Tromaville, if it was something other than a state of mind, 
clearly it's a zip code where people want to go to. People like the Monster Club. Avenger. And when I'm not making those great trauma movies, I like to kick back and 
listen to because this is the best entertainment there is. Is the place to go Cats like us for retro clothes Cats like us is the place to be Downtown to wonder how mainstream Come to Cats Like Us for all your rockabilly and retro clothes Visit us at 67 Main Street, Tonawanda, New York Or catslikeus.com Hi, this is Debbie Rashawn And you are listening to the Six Foot Plus podcast, baby. Listen up. At this instant, I again had a distinct view of the monster to which, with a shout of absolute terror, I now directed his attention. Look! was blood-sucking zombies from outer space followed by the curse of the black tongue with enter curse of the black tongue okay so right now i want you to go to your computer don't do this on the phone unless you've got a good signal and you can listen to the show while you do this go to curse of the black and buy everything there Curse of the Black Tongue, this band effortlessly blends surf, punk, and psychobilly into a sound that's greater than the sum of its parts. Really, and I gotta say thanks, because they reached out to me because they're friends with Bottlenose Coffins, and they heard the interview with BNK on the last episode. So, big thanks to the Curse of the Black Tongue. Getting back to Troma, with its upcoming DVD slash Blu-ray release, Return to Nukem High has received some positive reviews in the press. It's unusual since often, like most independent movies and especially most independent horror movies, 
Troma gets either outright ignored, or when they do get some scant mention, it's a dismissive, despairingly negative review of the studio's signature filmmaking style. And yes, there are some legitimate critiques and criticisms that can be levied against films that are produced and distributed by Troma. Uh, yeah, you're not going to find a subtle exploration of the societal enforced traumas of a binary gender system within the plot of Terror Firmer. And no, the lesbian sorority choreographed number to fast food love in Poultrygeist isn't going to win over Gloria Steinem anytime soon, but I mean, really, is that what you expect from these kind of movies? Look, I'm a firm believer of being inclusive so that everyone and anyone who wants to contribute, even if their contributions are gross and offensive, are welcome. There is a place for everything. And if your contributions are cruel, slightly racist, extremely racist, and just mean, well, your place is outside. There are times when I want a riveting movie that undermines the falsehoods of modern life, and, and sometimes I want my social commentary bundled with gratuitous amounts of camp, blended with the good old standbys of nudity and violence. It's not like trauma movies are without an intelligent center, though. But sometimes it takes a swirling, fiery symphony of noise and color to convey a very small kernel of truth. Let us recall a selection from the Proverbs of Hell from William Blake. The road of excess leads to the palace of wisdom, and prudence is a rich, ugly old maid courted by incapacity. Troma goes big because through the excessiveness, they're able to subvert the restrictions of temperance. In a world that would really be happy if you were nothing but a muted pastel, Troma seeks out to be that dayglow fluorescence that either complements the darkness and grossness of life or makes people turn their heads. Yes, it's not for everyone, and sometimes it's not for me, but this type of movie making is for someone. And when I'm in the mood, Troma movies are fun. They're campy, they're clever, they're a bit gross, they're a bit dumb, but overall, they're, they're fun. Speaking of fun, here now, the Hawaii Samurai with their instrumental tribute to the one that really allowed Troma to survive 40 years in the filmmaking business. I'm speaking, of course, of the Toxic Avenger.
el vertedero y el pantano se secó. Pero encontré un sitio más sucio que venidor. Olas tóxicas del mar de Tromaville. Radio Pimitas apoderado de mí. Surmotante en Tromavil, surmotante en Tromavil, surmotante en Tromavil, surmotante en Tromavil. En la pepita marea espumosa y negra del mar de Tromavil. Con idea, rompean sus cuerpos en Tromavil. Ratas y gusanos devoran las palmeras en el mar de Tromavil. Coreanos mutilados con tres ojos y tres rabos vigilan la costa de Tromavil. Surmotante en Tromavil, surmotante en Tromavil, surmotante en Tromavil. Iberia Trash, Surf Mutante en Tromaville. I did not say that correctly at all. Not much surfing can be found in the first Newcomb High, but plenty of surf in Surf Nazis Must Die, so check out both films. Back when I was living in the Elm City, the local Bowtie Cinemas, I think it was a Criterion Cinemas, well, whatever, the theater decided to run Class of Newcomb High for their $5 midnight movie. It was really good to see it on the big screen, back in the same city where founders Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz met for the first time. Yes, the founders of Troma, both Lloyd and Michael, are Yaleys. And <laughs> they went to Yale. Imagine that. It's almost beyond the realm of audience comprehension, which is which is very similar to the Monster Mat Minute. Cool morning maniacs! <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsylvania. Hey-o! And hey-o to you way back in the corner of the tomb. <laughs> maniacs, maniacs, let's uh, saunter off to Tromaville. Hey-o! Yes, it's true. Uh, what do you get by crossing a feudal system peasant and a trauma film? Surf! Nazis must die! <laughs> oh. Alrighty. What trauma film has a stranded group of dermatologists fighting commandos with infected growths on their hands and feet? Trauma's wart! <laughs> okay, what trauma film is about toxic e-readers used by the students of Tromaville High? The class of Nookum High! <laughs> Alright, what do you get by crossing a Carvel ice cream cake and Troma's Kabuki Man? Sergeant Kabuki Puss! <laughs> oh, wow! What trauma film is about a veteran returning from a spiritual journey? Combat Chakra! <laughs> and finally, for your final punishment. Uh, here we go, here we go. The Toxic Avenger had a mop. With it, he would fight crime. When he had some downtime, he'd take that mop and clean up all the grime. A janitor by trade with toxic waste 
this hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength was made. <laughs> oh, there you have it, maniacs. There you have it. Uh, what do you do with it? I don't know, but there you have it anyways. And until next time, maniacs, I wish you Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations, you survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com. Let me tell you a story about a man with a strange complexion. He killed a lot of folks and he made a love connection. About day he had a girl who baked him homemade breads. By night he roamed the streets and he ripped off people's heads. This is the legend. He's the legend. The legend of the Toxic Avenger. He killed them all one day He'll kill us all I bet then their crime went down And the freaky seemed okay I like him now Well as for his girlfriend Well she couldn't touch his face Cause he's out fighting crime And saving the human race Yeah this is the legend He's the legend The legend of the Toxic Avenger Stands alone, it's her against the goon. She knows the time has come soon, gonna be high noon. Oh, he's the legend. I'm the legend, the legend of the Toxic Avenger. The Legend of the Toxic Avenger. A selection from the original cast recording of The Toxic Avenger, the musical. Not one to let a fad go by without having their own fun, Troma jumped on to the turn a horror movie into a musical theme. That brought us Reanimator, the musical, and Evil Dead, the musical. The Toxic Avenger, the musical, took place off-Broadway and released an original cast recording, and it was well-received. It closed its off-Broadway production after 300 performances before it toured across the country. I think this all happened after the successful Poultrygeist, a musical featuring some catchy music about the pains of young love, the dangers of fast food, and of course, zombie chickens. From the band Calamari Safari, this is the theme to Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. You're sitting at home and your stomach is bubbling. No food in the fridge and your hunger is growing. <laughs>
to be baked and broiled. Thrown in a pan to be fried in some oil. turn your draft style into something supernatural? The twin power of VoodooSugar.com will put the magic back into your step. Pins, buttons, bags of all shapes and sizes, tees, stickers, magnets, and more. High quality, low prices. That's, that's for one. one. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead. Rain Brown, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus. Enjoy!
Turning Point, also known as The Toxic Avenger, lives in each of our souls as a constant reminder of the horrors of modern society and how they can spawn some sort of creature of superhuman size and strength. The official theme for Citizen Toxie, The Toxic Avenger, Part 4, performed by the Loose Nuts. I don't think I need to ask you if you're reading Gravedigger's Local 16, because if you weren't, you'd be missing out on some in-depth articles and some clever opinion pieces. And by that I mean all the stuff Weird John writes. Me, when I get off of my strange ass to actually write something for the site, it's filler. But John, he's a killer. Don't believe me? Well, head on over to gravediggerslocal.com and find out for yourself. All right, another week, another interview. Yes, it's an interview with Zach Amico, star of Return to Newcomb High. Zach was kind enough to give us a few minutes to talk about the upcoming release of Return to Newcomb High Volume 1, what it was like working on a trauma production, and his upcoming movie playing at BAM in Brooklyn. So here now, my chat with Zach Amico. We're talking with Zach Amico, comic, filmmaker, actor, and star of Return to Newcomb High, the latest from Troma Studios, that stalwart of truly independent cinema. So uh, how are you today, Zach? Oh, uh, man, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for taking time out. I know we had a little, um, it was a bit of an effort trying to coordinate schedules. I imagine you're very busy with not only the screenings, but the upcoming DVD and Blu-ray release of Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1. Yeah, well, we're having a ton of fun premiering the movie all over the place and uh, getting ready for the movie to come out on DVD March the 18th on a DVD and Toxic Green uh, Blu-ray. I like that. Uh, for those of us who aren't familiar, and I do have to admit, I missed the initial screenings of the movie around New York City where I'm located, but thankfully there's going to be a second round uh, later in the month. So that, and along with the DVD, I'll finally get a chance to see this. But <laughs> for those of us who aren't familiar with the movie, uh, can you give a quick synopsis to tell us about it as well as your character, since you're you're, you're kind of the star? <laughs> Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Return to Newcomb High Volumes 1 and 2 are an event film by Troma Productions. Uh, they're a very, very loose remake, uh, more of a reimagining of the 1986 movie Class of Newcomb High. And the movies uh, center around a uh, pair of teenage lesbian lovers uh, who uh, are fighting a mega conglomerate who have poisoned their high school with uh, toxic irritated food uh stuffs and they are fighting the evil uh, monster students that uh mutated in the process uh called the cretans uh, who are the uh, mutated glee club oh mutated Cle that brings me back to high school it's all american <laughs> well what who's who do you play in this movie i uh i play zach uh, i play a, a, a cartoonish version of myself and I am one of uh, the few students in Tromaville High School who doesn't mutate because I bring my lunch from home. Uh, so I, alongside uh, Chrissy and Lauren and Slater, uh, we uh, are the uh, few students left that don't mutate. Uh, I, I provide some of the uh, nerdy comic relief as well as help move the story along with lines like, guys, I'm ready for lunch. So we can go to the lunchroom in the, in the great Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> school of filmmaking. Oh, if he doesn't say where they're going, they're not going to know. Lloyd, they're eating a meal. I'm going to assume they know it's lunch. No, say it's lunch. That's a, that's a fantastic Lloyd impression. I have to say. Oh, thank you. It's four years of my life now. Oh, what? Four years of your life. This movie took that long to film or what's going on with, what's your history with, uh, I actually, I was a trauma intern for a, a very long time prior to uh, working on Return to Newcomb High. Uh, so I was an intern for about two years, and then I left briefly, and then I came back into audition for uh, Return to Newcomb High. And uh, I wound up, uh, my fourth audition, uh, they asked me, it was a Friday, excuse me, I auditioned on a Thursday, they called me Friday morning, and said, uh, we're thinking about giving you the part, but we'd also like you to be uh, second AD, and I was very, very interested, and they said, but you would have to leave Monday morning. So I got two days notice to uh, quit my job and uh, leave everything, and I did it. I, uh, I quit my job, and I packed 
uh, I packed a suitcase and I left for uh, Niagara Falls in New York the next uh, in two mornings, and I was gone for uh, wow. three months. Now, Troma is one of the more honest film studios out there when it comes to the grit behind the glamour. Every DVD release has a documentary about the making of that particular film, and it shows all the hardships that have to do with filming. So uh, how was it like to work on Newcomb High? I mean, was it another instance of controlled chaos and creativity on a very tight budget <laughs> i think that is a uh, theory that the the best art comes out of chaos so he does like to uh, throw a monkey wrench well and make sure that we are toes our living conditions were very unique uh, in that, uh we lived in an abandoned funeral home that had been in since the mid 90s uh that had been previously owned by stefan magadino uh, a very famous mobster who went under the name the undertaker uh, and he was uh, pretty ran all of the uh, mafioso activity in that part of America uh, out of that funeral home. And in fact, the place had been boarded up since before we took it over. So many people, when they saw us opening it up, uh, drove by to tell us stories about how they had, you know, either heard stories about uh, murders that happened there, or had, you know, heard rumors. You know, one coffins go in with one body, and they come out with two. Uh, we actually had paranormal investigators come and talk to us uh, and confirm all the things that we uh, – there's a puff of smoke that would – in uh, one of the rooms and go out the door. Uh, we would be alone, and uh, originally just three of us lived there before the other 77 uh, seven, people got there. Wow. Uh, it was 80 people living in about 10,000 square feet. Uh, it was our living space, our production house, our special effects workshop uh, our office it was everything and then we also shot a few scenes of the movie in the basement that we redressed wow. into the characters homes uh, but yeah we would hear like uh, footsteps crushing a cigarette uh, you would hear people coming in I was having a recurring nightmare the first few nights we were there uh, that I was walking into the room that we called the meltdown room uh, because we shot the opening sex scene there where two uh, young in love teenagers get hit with toxic waste and melt uh, in a very gory lovely fashion dreams that I would walk into that room and there'd be a body hanging from the ceiling and uh, paranormal investors investigators came to talk to us and told us the story of a, uh, a young man who hung himself in that room during his sister's funeral uh, so it was a uh, very unique but I couldn't have been happier when the other 77 people arrived because it means I would no longer ever have to be alone in the funeral wow um, <laughs> that well, yeah it was horrifying there was uh, uh, basically a, a boys' room and a girls' room, and there was about uh, 50 to 60 guys sleeping on the floor in the uh, the, the guy we called the guys uh, part, and then there was a, a room for the ladies, and then the two lead actresses had their own uh, because you know they their shooting was so intense, they they obviously needed to keep a more regular sleep schedule, so they got their own uh, little room. There was a little apartment built into the funeral home that we suspect is where the mobster would take ladies. So that became uh, the uh, lead actress's Austin Katie's room. Incredible. <laughs> wow. I am, I'm completely astounded at your living conditions and this is completely separate from the movie. Well, I mean, well, as you said, uh, the, your two lead actresses had a very intense shooting. Uh, what about your part? Uh, were, were you, subjected to any particular stunts, grossness, uh, extremities or whatnot? Uh, I, I made the, uh, I made what I would refer to brilliant mistake of, uh, on my original audition for form, uh, saying that I was willing to be nude in the film. Uh, I secretly hoping I could be, uh, and, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, ever, ever the eye for talent, uh, wrote into the film that the, uh, would get my clothes stolen and have to do uh, a scene reminiscent of another trauma classic, Terror Ferber. I would have to run around uh, naked slamming into things because uh, there's nothing Lloyd loves more than a fat guy running around and falling down. Uh, and so I had to audition naked, and then I had to audition naked and throw up green all over myself naked in front of the village voice uh, without being told they were going to be there. And that wound up in a cover story in the village voice. Uh, and then I did, did have to uh, do all my rehearsals. Uh, my first day, Lloyd Kaufman's wife, I was uh, standing on a science room table 
in uh, Niagara Falls High School naked. Uh, and then I had to second AD my own nude scenes. Uh, so I would have to tell all the extras to point and laugh at me as I was about to run in naked. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, uh, I have for almost the entire middle duration of uh, Return to Nukem High Volume 2, I am uh, without clothes. That either, I imagine you have a self-esteem and a self-image that is made out of steel after that. I mean, that that takes, well, pun intended, that takes balls. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I've been told, and I do I do own those, so I, I was glad. And, uh, you know, hey, it's been my dream to be in a troll movie since I'm 13 years old. And uh, if I'm going to be something in a troll movie, I want to be the most out there, outrageous person I can be. So, uh, I mean, it was it was a lifelong dream come true to be in a trauma movie. But then, you know, how many people get that kind of uh, absolute uh, bananas part where they get to, to be the crazy naked person? So it was really, really cool. I, I loved it. And uh, we also did a scene where the Cretans all take turns puking on me. And uh, so we shot it once because Lloyd makes you shoot everything on uh, uh, home video cameras, basically, uh, so he can look at it. And then he makes you shoot it again with him there. So we had to shoot that in the parking lot of all six Cretans uh, puking on me. And he didn't like it, so we had to do new puke, and we had to shoot it again. And then on set, we had to shoot it two more times to prove he liked it. And then the day of shooting, he uh, decided he didn't want to do it. So I got puked on four times by six people. And then the day, the, the day of the shoot, he decided to, to cut the scene because oh, we ran out of time. That Well, that sucks, but I guess that's the sacrifice that for happens. art. And, uh, yeah, and I, the, the guys all puking on me all became some of the best friends in the world. Aww. So it was, a, it was a bonding exercise. Well, if there's anything that brings people together, it's bodily fluids. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, getting, it's having your friends puke green oatmeal on your head over a tarp in a parking <laughs> lot in your underwear. <laughs> or as I call it, a Wednesday. So, yeah, I, the sacrifice that you've given for this movie, it must have helped because... Return to Newcom High has been getting rave reviews from all over the place, particularly the right people, as Fangoria gave the film 3.5 out of 4. Uh, what is your opinion? Why? I mean, it, normally, trauma gets maligned by everyone, usually just disregarded or completely ignored, but this movie seems to be resonating with audiences and critics alike. Uh, you know, I think this is a return to form uh, for Lloyd. This is definitely uh, taste. Uh, like his movies used to be, uh, his more uh, classic 80s stuff. I think this is the best cast he's ever had. Our casting director, Chelsea Holland, was incredible. There's all these uh, really interesting character actors, beyond Austin, Katie, who are incredible. Uh, Vito Trigo, who plays the lead Cretan, is this incredibly talented, uh, uh, tiny Hispanic Robert De Niro, who transforms into a terrifying uh, uh, Cretan. Kind of reminds me of Triple H from WWE. Uh, Babette Bombshell, who plays Principal Wesley, uh, is a drag performer. Uh, this is uh, one of her first roles uh, where she played, uh, and uh, she's got this crazy Richard Nixon thing going on. Uh, but there's all these really weird, beautiful character actors in it, and uh, trauma's finally reached the point where everybody in the movie knew what a trauma movie was and what was expected of them. Uh, so everybody really amped up to 11. So it's just this really crazy, wacky world uh, that Lloyd has pastiched this beautiful, colorful, it's the most colorful, vibrant movie he's ever done. And everybody in it is having a really great time. So uh, I'm very ha I'm very happy with the reviews. Uh, it's, funny, it's like the most liberal places are the only ones that don't like it. So we're getting uh, a flack from like the Village Voice or like these places you think would love it. But then, you know, the New York Times and Variety uh, uh, liked it, which is like, bananas yeah but it, it's really cool i mean we premiered uh we premiered the movie at the museum of modern art uh they honored lloyd alongside uh scorsese and woody allen and david lynch as part of the contender series and we got to screen the movie we had a sold out 450 seat screening sold out at the museum of modern art where it was treated you know alongside uh wolf of wall street uh it was really really cool and it's 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 cool for lloyd and it's cool for us to be a part of it with yeah him. i tried to get into that moma showing and tickets were gone in a flash so i'm happy for the dvd release so i could see all the behind the scenes extras but also 
the movie continues to screen across the country. And I've... Yeah, absolutely. I actually have some dates here, if that's cool. Um, we are... Uh... The movie does come out March the 18th. The night before that, March the 17th, we're actually going to be doing a uh, premiere uh, uh, DVD signing at Forbidden Planet, the comic book store uh, in Manhattan. And Lloyd and the cast and crew are all going to be there. It's at 6.30 on uh, March the 17th. So if you want to get the DVD or the Blu-ray and have Lloyd and the entire cast and crew sign it and take pictures of everybody, that's a really cool opportunity to get it and support a really cool store like Forbidden Planet. Uh, and then also... If you are in New York, we are screening at the Nighthawk in Brooklyn, uh, and that is going to be on uh, the 27th and the 28th uh, of uh, March, as well as a little up uh, from uh, March the 15th, we're going to be at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers. Uh, so there's a bunch of different uh, ways to see it in New York. Uh, if you're in L.A., you can see it March the 29th at the American Cinematheque, and if you're in Cleveland, in Ohio, uh, you can actually see it at Cedar Lee Theater on uh, uh, the 5th, uh, excuse me, uh, May the 5th, excuse me, April the 5th, screw, I screwed that April up, I'm not good at reading things off my cell phone, I apologize, but yeah, a uh, whole bunch <laughs> of different ways to see the movie, and of course, just go to our Facebook, uh, the Trauma Facebook, we have a giant uh, poster with uh, all the screening dates you can check out. Now. Volume yeah. two of Return to Newcomb High is currently listed in post-production, which means that the fans won't have to wait too long for the second half. You are also your own filmmaker, so do you have any projects that you're doing in the interim? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I am going to be, I briefly appear in a new movie that's coming out uh, called Science Team, and it actually stars Vito Trigo and Josh Potter, who are both uh, actors in Return to My Volume 1 and 2, and it was directed by uh, Drew Balduke, who did another trauma movie called The Taint, which is the best trauma movie in the last 15 years. Uh, and so we uh, all did Science Team together, and that's coming out very soon, as well as I just did a short called RumbleCon that was directed by Seeger Dixon, the art director for Return to Newcomb High, uh, where uh, I play a pro wrestler. And that's going to be uh, premiering at the BAM uh, in Brooklyn uh, in a few months, as well as... Uh, it's hopefully going to be hitting online pretty soon, but it's a really, really fun pro wrestling comedy that I'm really super proud of. Oh, fantastic. Uh, where can people find you online, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? Uh, the easiest way to find me is uh, Twitter and Instagram, and it is Zach is not funny. Z-A-C is not funny. Or if you prefer, Zach Ice not funny. Z-A-C-I-S-N-O-T-F-U-N-N-Y. Well, excellent. I'm looking forward to all the Return to Newcomb High events coming up and also the film uh, Rumble Comet BAM. I'll definitely have to go and check that out. Yeah, it'll be really, really cool. I really appreciate uh, you having me on, man. Thanks so much, dude.
The theme to Class of Newcomb High Part 2 by Michael Brody. I haven't heard any news about a soundtrack to Return to Newcomb High, but who knows? Troma Louis usually have great music to them, so here's hoping we see a release. In the middle of the woods where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of kids who were into trauma movies. Though I did find out later in the teen years that one of my friends had a copy of The Toxic Avenger on VHS. No one was preaching the gospel back then, and really I don't think they do that now anyways. If you want to figure out what the hell this trauma thing is, the best way to do it is to consult the good book. Yes, go and get yourself a copy of All I Need to Know About Filmmaking I Learned from the Toxic Avenger, The Shocking True Stories About Troma Studios by Lloyd Kaufman. Eventually, Lloyd turned that book into a movie. That movie is Terra Firmer, and the Lunachicks did the theme song. So let's play it. Terra Firmer by the Lunachicks. Avenger. She's from, she's in Trumpeville. She's from, she's in Trumpeville. 
The Griswolds with She's From Tromaville. It doesn't matter where you're from or where you go. You just can't stay here. It's the end of the episode. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thanks to Zach Amico for chatting about Return to Newcomb High. The DVD slash Blu-ray slash Radioactive Green Ray for Volume 1 comes out on the 18th. So go pick up a copy and check Troma.com for information about future releases as well as local screenings of Return to Newcomb High. So that'll do it for this week. Talk to me on Twitter at Six Foot Plus. Subscribe, rate, and review Six Foot Plus if you please. And keep reading Gravediggers Local 16 over at gravediggerslocal.com. We're going to end this week with Killer Barbies. Remember to go see Return of Newcomb High when it comes to irradiate your local cinema. Or buy it on DVD or Radioactive Green slash Blu-ray over at Tromashop.com or at one of your local fine independent video retailers. Thanks again to Zach for the interview. Follow him online at Twitter at ZachIsNotFunny. That's Zach, Z-A-C. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. Until next time, listener, remember, stay in school. Episode 97, My High School Glows in the Dark. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala, Yvonne. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F T P L U S.com.